Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Client Side Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Ovinga from the Inbound Lab. And on this episode, I have a conversation with Rob Park. So Rob's the Chief Operating Officer at Helsum. And what Helsum is, is, well, they're located in Calgary and they're a payments company focused on delivering service to their customers to help them make accepting payments easier and quicker. So basically, they're just trying to help their customers get paid. In this conversation, we talk about the importance of customer service and the way Helsum lives their brand purpose, which really made this conversation interesting for me. And I think you're going to get a lot out of it too. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Rob Park at Helsum. Enjoy. Rob, why don't we start off by introducing yourself? Uh, when you joined Helsum, what your experience was in your background, what are your top three favorite sandwiches, whatever? Yeah. Uh, my favorite food is any dish I don't have to make myself. So let's just go there. Like, it's like I'm useless in the kitchen. Um, my culinary experience basically extends as far as taking things out of bigger containers and putting them into smaller ones. So like, it's not, it's not robust by any stand. Um, well, at least you're resourceful. Yeah, you know, I try that, right? You know, every, it brings a certain amount of processed content into your diet, which is not good. So <laughs> I have a resolve that one day when I have like more free time, um, I will, I will become better in that regard. But at the moment, like, um, I am single-handedly contributing to the economy as far as like food goes. And that's a good place for me to be these days anyways, given, that's given true. everything that's going on in the world, like happy to spread it around a little bit. So uh, that's good. As far as like my story goes, it's interesting. Like I do not come from a tech background at all. Like I didn't, I didn't start out there. I, my education is not in technology. I got a, a, a BA in urban studies from the University of Calgary, which is basically like the easiest way to think of it is city planning. So mm. Um, quickly realized that like um, the pathway to success kind of through that avenue was like, oh yeah, you can start with the city of Calgary and you can be a deck checker. Like, you know, right. make sure people's decks are in compliance. And so it's like, no, no. Um, and then, and I just don't really, um, I don't think I thrive in kind of like those bureaucratic sort of environments. So there was a mismatch there. So uh, I, I took a different adventure. Um, I went into real estate for 11 years. Did inner city real estate, had a great time, you know, had ran a, had became a partner we kind of ran a successful partnership. And then, um, Nick came along, Nick is the CEO of Helsum and mm-hmm. uh, we worked together on some real estate stuff. And, you know, I think I, I joked with him a little bit about like, Oh, you know, like, it seems like what you're doing is really interesting. And, you know, technology seems exciting. And especially in a city like Calgary, where like there hadn't been a lot of focus on technology necessarily or not a great narrative about it. So right. it kind of intrigued me. And I kind of just said like, Oh, you know, sounds neat. Like maybe one day I should join you or something like that. Or like, you know, like, you know, just kind of like kind of joking, so to speak. Um, and then like a year later, he was knocking on my door saying, you know, making his pitch to say, Hey, come join health. It's grown. There's 16 of us now. Um, there's lots to do. And like kind of being the sole person kind of at the top, was a little lonely and, you know, just right. like he needed someone else to come in and kind of run the operations side of things. And since we'd worked together and had a chance to get to know each other, both personally and kind of in a working relationship, he kind of felt good about that. And, um, I spent kind of like a week thinking about it. And then when I came back to him, I tried to convince him he was making a terrible mistake. <laughs> so <laughs> obviously that didn't work. Um, I'm here now, um, as COO at Helsum, kind of trying to like, 
take care of the day-to-day, make sure things run well. Typically, the things on my plate are customer service, Mm -hmm. uh, trust and safety, which is fraud detection, legal regulation, and kind of third-party relationships, deployment, that sort of stuff. Um, Gotcha. And I've just taken that all on. I was going to try to avoid the urban planning puns, but it's kind of funny how you're just kind of in charge of the infrastructure of Helsom's day-to-day operations now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 yeah, it's, it's a little bit that there's kind of a planning portion to it. There's the creativity, which is really nice. Mm. And then, you know, what's great is um, just being able to work with the people and solving kind of interesting problems. Um, can you kind of give us a brief overview of, of what Helsum is, you know, what type of businesses you work with? Um, sure. What is Helsum in a nutshell? So we are a payments company. Um, and like when I say that, there's probably a range of emotions that, especially if your audience is small to medium sized business owners, there's probably a range of emotions they feel. Mm-hmm. Um, we're basically, we want to help businesses accept payments with ease and really kind of focus on delivering a better experience to them, you know, easier sign up, smarter payment tools, making it more affordable, kind of including everything they need, um, to kind of, kind of run their payments in the modern world. So that, of course, that especially with COVID has meant a lot more digital tools and it's all available to them right out of the box. There aren't extra fees or, you know, usage limits and things like that. It's just, you know, you sign up with Helsum, you kind of get your, your merchant account and however you need to get paid, you go do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're there to assist you in that. We've recently carved out a new vision statement for ourselves. It's we're, we're on a mission to build the world's most loved payments company. And <laughs> people's usual reaction is like, nobody loves their payments company. Like, that's, that's, that's crazy. Like, why would you set that as your vision statement? But, you know, we've had two Google reviews that have basically said, like, we didn't realize I could love my payments company. Really? Um, and so, like, for the businesses we serve, and I know you asked, like, kind of, who are they? That's... Uh, largely businesses in Canada and the U.S., but it's across 800 different industry types, mm. um, accountants, mechanics, lawyers, doctors, dentists. Right. Do you find that you need to, you know, somebody who's on the customer side of things, do you need to get an understanding of each of those industries? Like, do you have to kind of step into their shoes and figure out, you know, what's the best solution for them in terms of, uh, you know, any of your health and services? Great question. That's how we operate. That's that's because like you'll see like fundamentally there's two things I really really want, um, and it's kind of it boils up the same thing, which is long term relationships, whether with the, with our customers or with our staff, right? And you're not gonna have a long term relationship with your customer if you're not treating your staff right. So it all kind of ties to each other. But right. um, how do you build a long term relationship with somebody if you don't take a minute to understand them? So like from my standpoint, like we when we focus on let's say customer service for us, um, it really is relationship driven. So we've recognized that, like, especially with a lot of service providers, especially in the digital age where there's a lot of automated stuff occurring, there's the lacking that that human connection is lacking. And so where we can, um, we like to kind of build that human connection. Oh, that's awesome. So like we encourage our team to spend the time to get to know the merchant a little bit. And then like from the sales standpoint, let's say like we merged the sales and support teams together a few years ago, just because it really came down to like your goal is the same. Listen to them, understand them, find the best way for them to do what they really want to set out to do. Help them understand the tools that they're using and the industry, like, you know, the service provider they're signing up with. Um, and that's it really. Like there's no upsells or like, you know, make decisions based on Helsum's best interest. There aren't commissions, that sort of stuff. It really is just get mm-hmm. to know them, get to know what it is they want to do. 
help them understand what it is they can do and give them like the solution that's best for them. And it's made even simpler by the fact that we don't have all of these like layers of different fee levels and things like that. It's just the base health system comes with kind of everything they need to do their payments. And we're really just here to help them figure out which pieces of it most apply to them. We kind of touched on your your new vision statement or your new positioning statement. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Helsum's core values. It, it looks like it's it's very customer centric, um, but maybe let's talk a bit about um, you know what your core values are yourself and the company itself. If uh, you know, I'm sure they align together. But uh, let's chat about that a bit. I think the great thing about this company is we really strive to find that alignment in all levels of the company. It's not just exec. It's just like, you know, we lead by example and we live these these values. That's an easy part because it's so very much aligned and there isn't anything in our core values that don't come like right from leadership and living by example. So that's that's the great part. We don't have the values on the wall and then we close the boardroom doors and we go do everything else opposite to that, which it <laughs> makes it easy. We, we really try to be an open book for everything we do. Um, and the you're right. The core values really center around kind of like the company we've built and become over time and like how we make our decisions to like amplify both like our position for our customers and for our staff as well. So the four values are like we are builders. Uh, we choose the harder path. Um, we are trustworthy and we are a company of many. That's where we've kind of pegged it. You can see all of this stuff. If people want to go and check it out because we've made our culture book public, helsum.com forward slash the way. And it's like our culture book, which is like the way of the Helsum, and it outlines these things in great detail. Oh, very cool. I'll put that in the show notes uh, just because oh. that's what people say on podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, fancy, right? Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, the big thing that you mentioned there was, uh, you know, building trust. Um, yeah. What are you what type of things are you doing to build that trust with your customers and your employees? Uh, that's a good question. It really is focused on like that doing what's best for somebody else thing. I think like, you know, if you come back to like really wanting long-term relationships, people like trust is such a core piece of that. If you were trying to think of it that way, like what attributes would you kind of think or expect given that's what you were trying to achieve? So, you know, we always want to keep in mind that when people choose to work with us, it's an honor for us to be of service in that way. So like kind of treating them that way, mm-hmm. constantly striving to build better tools for them to use things that will be useful to them in their day to life, help them solve their problems. You know, understanding we were talking about earlier, about kind of getting to know them a little bit and like having their perspective and great customer service like the challenge of this industry is so much about so much of it is like hidden fees and it's a complicated industry like no sane person wakes up and be like i'm going to be in payments because it's like it's regulation <laughs> and it's banks and it's so many moving pieces knowing that about our industry we try to build the trust by trying to like educate our customers in a way that most service providers just don't bother. There's a lot of, I think there's a lot of service providers in this industry where they actually rely on the fact that their product isn't understood to do things they shouldn't be doing and then further undermine that trust. Right. So Mm -hmm. um, for us, like a big focus is understanding education, um, helping the merchant, our customer know what they're doing and why things happen so that they're not kind of thinking about how we maybe were, trying to take advantage of them, they feel confident they made the right choice because we have this symbiotic relationship with each other. And then, you know, we can't have trust with our merchants. We don't have trust with our team members as well. So we, you know, we invest in their growth. Um, we do open book management. So the company, uh, the company's financials, all that sort of stuff are open to them to look at anytime they like. Um, we like to focus on providing context around decision-making of a flat model as far as like communication goes. So like 
uh, open door policy, so to speak. So team members can come in and talk to their leaders or execs or whatever, no matter their role, the door's open, we'll talk to them. Um, and just being a company that they're proud to work for as well. So I think like uh, as a, as a, as a recipe for trust, I think those are kind of like key components. Yeah. It's interesting that you talked about, you know, being transparent with your team by way of that, they'll, you know, be proud to work at Helsum and in turn, they'll provide better customer experience to uh, your various customers. Can you talk a bit about some of the difficulties that you've seen your competition have with customers or some of the feedback you've received from your current customers about their previous uh, payment service that they were using before Helsum? Um, or what type of difficulties you've seen uh, businesses uh, like yourselves have with uh, their client partners? Yeah, I think. I think the core of it comes from it's an it's an old business model. It's run oftentimes by larger institutions, and I kind of point people towards like, well, what's it like dealing with your big bank? You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of the same for payment processing. Like, you know, the humanity isn't in it. It's hard to to get support when you need it, especially from a human who can actually describe it to you in humane terms. I think it, these relationships often get looked at as extractive, where it's kind of like, well. It's a it's a it's a service the business needs. They don't really have a choice. They have to do payments, um, and you know there just isn't that investment made on the other side to really build that relationship with people. Again, it's like that missing component of that long term relationship. It's just like how much money can we make from them as quickly as we possibly can, right? Um, uh, which leads to bad practices like um, like the hidden fees and uh, long term contracts with termination clauses and and fees on top of that. Um, lack of guidance on how the industry works again, because like if they demystify it, then the merchant might be able to better ask questions about the service they're getting now. So mm-hmm. I think like that's really where the struggles focus, which is, you know, for us, it, it leaves us a room to come in and, and obviously do things better. Um, and it's like we're, we're trying to walk a line between, um, obviously providing a, a service that is really tech focused and, um, convenient at the same time as backstopping it with those human people that can continually build that relationship and further cement the trust. And it's just something that's missing from the industry overall. Yeah. Because, you know, there's a lot of, let's say small to medium sized business owners who may not have somebody in place, like an operations manager who can handle, uh, you know, setting up a payment, uh, service or payment process. Um, so, you know, when they're when they're busy running their own business and there's that one piece where it's like, hey, well, how do I take payments from people? <laughs> you know, how do I bring revenue into the company? Um, they really don't have time to search for it or figure out uh, how to do it on their own. So I think you mentioned earlier about educating your prospects and, and current clients uh, was interesting to me. So what do you what type of things are you doing to educate them? Are you providing them with marketing materials or educational content to say, like, hey, here's some stuff that you should read up on uh, prior to you know giving us a call or giving your your health and sales associate a call? Uh, yeah. What do you what type of things are you doing? to educate your folks? Uh, the website, like we get co- even comments from industry like competitors, like your website is so detailed. We wish you had your website, the fees, how wow. the industry works, all that sort of stuff. It's all listed right there. Like you, you go to a payment processor and see how many of them actually post their rates. Right. You know, like, and like, and, and, and try to explain the industry to you. So there's the web, the website is a key thing. Um, we have blog posts where we can kind of deep dive into more specific examples. Like we'll kind of, we'll kind of look for trends and the issues our merchants are facing. And if we can see 
something that's kind of common, we'll try to kind of create a blog post or a support article to help guide them and, you know, push that to them through an email, that sort of thing. Mm. Um, and then it's, it's a, it's a having an awesome, um, you know, there's kind of two sides to support in, in this industry, which is like, there's customer service, which is figuring how to use the system. And then we have trust and safety, which is trying to keep health and our customers out of harm's way. Mm. And it's really like those two teams, their, their metrics are all about quality. Um, as far as like education goes, we don't discourage team members through their performance metrics, let's say, to just get into a conversation that's going to be 30 minutes long and help the person figure it out. So whether it's a quick answer or a long answer, the goal isn't to get them off the phone as quickly as possible or like do the minimum to solve the problem and get rid of them. It's to really right. like understand, teach, train, and kind of deliver a uh a long-term solution for that person they're speaking to. That's amazing. And that's very transferable to, you know, any industry, whether it's, you know, like my industry, the marketing industry, or, uh, you know, cable, uh, maybe I shouldn't say the name <laughs> or any cable provider or cable provider. We, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the KPI here is not just to get them off the phone as quickly as possible, but it's to dig real deep and get a good sense of what their problem is and, and, uh, and also provide them with every solution possible. Well, we really um, try to remove short termism from the thinking, which is uh, like another problem with like the industry is like a lot of it is like, it's turn the call around as fast as you can, but it's also um, uh, like even just in the sales process, commission agents, right? And just like whenever you kind of bring compensation to it, like it's probably an old expression, or it's certainly one that we use around here, which is like compensation dictates behavior. And you know, if if spending half an hour with somebody to help them understand something means that you won't talk to three other people that you can make a commission from, you're not going to do that. So instead, we'd rather pay you know customer service staff well, give them a great environment to work in, and make their focus listening to the customer and helping them out without those those kind of arbitrary limits in place that would otherwise incentivize them to spend the time. Right. So, I mean, it sounds like you're doing a lot for your customers, but how are you getting them to do things for you? Like, how are you turning your customers into those brand champions, right? I think it's largely by doing what we say we're going to do. Like, I know it sounds like kind of basic, but like, there's so much, like, I, to me, like personally, like there's a lot of hype out there, but a lot of things these days. And then when you kind of get it, it doesn't live up to it. And it's really like being honest about who we are because of all of our KPIs and our performance metrics are based on quality. Like, you know, we have a really solid review program where we can kind of get merchants to, in their own words, highlight their experiences with us. Cause like there's nothing better than someone else's words to promote your company. Um, totally. Like we can say what we want about ourselves all day long. Um, but if it's not matching kind of what we're doing, then it's not going to, you know, in the world of digital everything these days and Google reviews and Trustpilot reviews and all that sort of stuff, if what we say doesn't match what we do, then you, you're really going to see that. You're almost constructing a really bad space for your business to be if you're doing that because the truth will come out, right? So we really focus on delivering on what we say we're going to do and then turning that into like advocacy from our customers, not just us saying it about ourselves. Um, we, have, um, we have a social media kind of presence about highlighting uh, it's, they're called Merchants of Helsum, and it just highlights how different businesses are using us and what they've come to enjoy about us. So again, in their own words, it's very human. There's video, um, and you get to learn a bit about their business and the challenges they face at it too. So like, there's that moment where like, if anybody's kind of a voyeur, we get to tap into that a little bit. <laughs> um, and there's a kumbaya about like just another small business owner stepping forward and telling their story a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, again, there's like educational content. 
also like kind of being that beacon for them. Like, you know, I've been trying to figure this out for years and nobody's been able to tell me about it. And now I found this company will actually tell me how it works. Like that really, um, puts a smile on their face yeah, and uh, put a smile on your face too. Yeah. We love it. We love it. We, we the reason this all works is because we kind of all agree that this is the best way forward. Um, and then totally. we have a referral program as well. So like if a merchant does kind of step forward and like recommend one of their colleagues to join us, we have a way of, um, kind of like a little reward for both of them if they sign up. So um, right. that's kind of the ways we channel our, our existing merchant base into, uh, into a good, uh, support program for us. Yeah, that's, that's really good because, you know, when you think about it from a, a sales and marketing standpoint, more, more from a sales standpoint, um, that bottom of the funnel part, um, you're looking to present, uh, pieces of content that will kind of, uh, offer, a good look at what a future might hold if you're, if you, you know, start working together. Right. So those testimonials, reviews, the referral, uh, discounts or referrals that you're, you're pushing yep. for are, are really helpful in creating those brand champions and then, uh, in turn creating more customers. So that's awesome that you're doing that. Yeah. And just honoring that relationship with the person we already have and the one we might have with somebody in the future. Mm-hmm. And again, none of it works if, you can you can make the nicest referral program in the world, but if you're not living up to what you said you were going to do, then who's going to refer business to you? So it really, it really, it really hinges on that kind of long-term relationship mindset and kind of just living up to kind of your own expectations for your customers. Yeah, continuing to make sure that your customers have success with your product and service. So yeah, that's awesome. We're, we're not perfect, so it gives us stuff to continuously yeah. work on over time. Like there's always room to do better. So, you know, it's it's a it's a it's an undying kind of mission for us to continually just push this experience forward. Yeah, if if you were perfect, they wouldn't have a chief operating officer. <laughs> <laughs> I strive for it so badly though, and I keep getting thwarted. Yeah. You'd be back in urban planning in no time, Rob. That's right. Exactly. Just like, see you later. Goodbye. No more problems. I can go somewhere where there is problems, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. What does Helsa mean, by the way? Ha ha. Uh, also in the culture book, um, it's a Latin word. It left, it meant something like on the left bank of the Scheldt. And I think the Scheldt was a river or something like that because left huh. bank, I mean, that's it, Latin, it's dead. Um, what I really like to think of it is um, because the word doesn't have meaning contemporarily, we get to spend our time bringing it meaning. It's kind of maybe tangential on this conversation we've had all together because it's, it's, I look at it as each and every day is an opportunity to bring meaning to the word healthsome. And what does that mean? Well, it means our core values, our, our company values, you know, treating our customers well, all that sort of stuff. So that's, that's where healthsome came from. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay, well, what are you having for lunch? You're not cooking lunch. You're oh man, yeah, that's interesting. Like, um, I'm definitely not cooking it. I'm actually like <laughs> I'm in my office today downtown. Uh, so I'll be walking through the plus fifteens at some point, you know. And like, you know, it's really, it's kind of interesting seeing just like the 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 retailers eyeing you up, hoping you're going to come get your lunch from them. And I do really, really feel for them. Like, oh man, I know, right? So it's like it's it's like I try to balance out who I go to, like everybody gets a piece, so to yeah. speak. So yesterday was Greek. So today might be the sandwich shop or the donair <laughs> guy, like just, just kind of whoever I haven't seen in a little while I'll go. Yeah. I'm, I'm not too choosy. I'm very picky, but like I'll get what I want from the person I go get it from. Right. So it'll probably be donair or um, the sandwich shop today. We'll see. 
long answer, right? You're just like, oh, stop talking to this guy. <laughs> uh, I mean, it wasn't the most profound question, but <laughs> uh, right? you know, like like you said at the uh, like you said at the beginning, there, uh, you're just doing your part, right? <laughs> yeah, trying to, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Rob, for coming on to the podcast, and I I appreciate you uh, reaching out to uh, to come on. So, thanks so yeah, much, and this pleasure. has been a, this has been a great interview. I hope your uh, I hope your listeners uh, enjoy it. Um, maybe take a little something from it. I've certainly enjoyed talking to you. So thanks for being my uh, my first podcast ever. <laughs> it was a good interview. Appreciate it. You're a fantastic guest. So thank you so much. Well, I really enjoyed that conversation with Rob, and I got to tell you, I learned quite a bit about customer service and and uh, brand purpose, and I hope you did too. A few takeaways for me. You know, the first one being that sales and service folks, you know, they shouldn't be focused on upselling all the time. The best interest for any company should be more about making sure that your customer has success with their purchase. And uh, throughout your relationship, if you see that, you know, you might have a solution for a current or or new problem that they have, uh, you can bring it up with them at that point. Something else that was interesting was when I asked what Helsum meant, his answer was great. The word Helsum doesn't really have that much meaning, and it was up to the company to spend their time bringing meaning to the word, which to me is such a beautiful concept because it it truly focuses on living your brand purpose. Uh, You know, a name is just a name sometimes, but the core values of any business, uh, you know, isn't just a piece of marketing speak. You truly need to live those values in front of your colleagues and, and customers. And in my mind, that business will manifest success. Something that a lot of people forget, and I've been starting to use this as a mantra for, uh, you know, my own business, but Rob said something profound that you need to think of it as it's an honor for us to be of service to you. It's the four seasons mentality, right? So help your customers as best you can, and you'll build that trust along the way uh, to increase your your brand champions, your customer advocacy, uh, uh, and retain your customers as you go. And on that, you know, we talk about how you can boost more leads with brand champions, You know, you could say whatever you want about your company or how good you are or how you're probably the better choice over any of your other competitors. But getting the reviews and testimonials from your customers will help you grow your business and, you know, retain your customers as well. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Client Side Podcast. If you can, and I guess if you want, uh, please rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts because, you know, any support for me would be appreciated in that way. On the next episode, I'm going to have Sarah Sociables on to talk about influencer marketing. So Sarah's a good friend of mine, and she's going to talk about how businesses can use influencers to really help increase their reach and the best way to work with them to achieve the best results you can. Hope to see you next time and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.